Tampa Bay's Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Car sent you. 74 season as they just did. It was a reprise of Oliver and Fulmer. That's all I could think about was standing there at Watkins Glen and watching those things thunder by on Wedgwood Street. Well, Speaking of thunder. Yeah, we're not done with the noise. Uh, we're going from the 50th celebration of Can-Am to the 50th celebration of Trans-Am as you take a look at the starting lineup. Talking about the difference uh, of the generations of the as the cars moved on. This is 1966 to 72, the Trans-Am season in the early stages boy they really had to be pretty much as they were from the showroom with the window wings and uh, back seat included and everything else. They were modified production cars. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. And it, it worked. People came out. I remember the 70 Trans Am season well. It was a classic season. Watch this however because this is all the seasons combined. This is going to be brilliant. And look at all the cars. Here we go. Green and Monster Raceway. Look Javelin out into the lead. Mustang right behind in second place.
the 70 season. Made a middle Ohio a lot run for America. That was the year that they were champions. Apparently, he drove the wheels up that thing. Where is Mike Joy hiding in all this? Well, and as you mentioned, uh, you know, you put Trans Am and Can Am on the same bill. That was as big as just about anything else that was going on racing wise in the country back then. It would have rivaled anything that NASCAR any car would have been putting on then today. At one time, this was the most popular stock body racing series in America, and that includes what we used to call Grand National back in the day. Remember when Bud Moore, in 1967, Bud Moore took some cars to Mid-Ohio for the Trans Am, which was also on the same weekend as the Mall. Dan Gurney was not there to race those cars, and they put, uh, they put David Pearson in one of the, uh, the Mercury Cougars for Gurney, who was off winning Le Mans that year with A.J. Foyt. And they said, David, forget about that stock car race in Montgomery, Alabama. Y'all get up there and win that race for us. A little work in the final lap here. Mazda Raceway, Laguna Seca. And a battle is on between Esmond and Lawler on this final lap between the Javelin and the Mustang. Shelby running in second place as we pay tribute to the 1966-72 historic Trans Am cars. 15th anniversary of Trans Am series. Sound even better. Down the hill one more time as they'll crest over into the course group and drop down the elevator shaft, searching for traction out of these big powered machines. Down through the rainy curve. Let's see if Epsman can hold on for the win here. Opens up a little bit of a gap. Hoping the brakes work at 11 one more time. Almost as well as Bruce Kennedy, who's another superstar here. Here we go. Off of turn number four, or turn number 11, the final corner to the checkered flag. And Epsman's going to take the win. Then 1971 AMC Chapman claiming the victory. Das ist Jochen Maas, hallo, und Sie hören Nostalgic Radio und Autos. Wunderbar. Okay, well, sirs, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Running your computers in Google, TamTalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, Gulfstream Motorsports, where you can find out all about us. And if you've missed any of our past shows, don't forget to check out our Nostalgic Radio and Cars archive page, where you can listen to all 468 or 9, somewhere around there, shows. Good evening, Bobby. How you doing? I'm on the phone! <laughs> uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> How's you know, it going? It's so uh, great to have you back on uh, um, in the control and the command well, I'm, center. I'm the... happy to be on the side of the glass, you know? <laughs> yeah. I have to say. Okay. Well, anyway, you can still hear me on the video. You just can't see me. And I'm true. fine with that. Yeah. No, you're in the driver's seat. <laughs> you're in the driver's seat. I'm in the passenger seat. So I'm the backseat driver right now. You know, I'm just yak, 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 yak. Anyway, so to continue or to begin our special, our two week, three week special, Commemorating the Monterey Collector Car Week, which starts in two weeks uh, on the 11th of this month, August. 
Oh, today's the last day of July. But anyway, so we're looking forward to having some very special guests on the show tonight. And without further ado, I think Bobby's going to go ahead and fire up the turntable there a little bit. And then we're going to go ahead and uh, have our first guest on for the evening because we have three very special people coming on for you this evening to talk a little bit about what's going on in Monterey or the Monterey Coast. Hey, here's a little Krabby Appleton. If you tuned in the show last week, we had Michael Finley on the show. He was the founder and lead singer for Krabby Appleton. So here's a little Crab on. This is Hurley Haywood. I've won five times at Daytona, three times at Le Mans, and two times at Sebring. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. Okay, we're back, and you tune into Nostalgic Green and Cars, and it's time to bring on our very first guest for the evening and talking about the, uh, well, I used to still say, because I'm old school, I still say Laguna Seca, but I think the uh, correct thing is what, Bobby? It's WeatherTech? WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Okay, very good. So anyway, so I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening uh, the communications manager for... WeatherTech. WeatherTech Raceway <laughs> Laguna Seca. I'll get it. I struggle when it was Mazda, but anyway, I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening. Brandy Falconer. Brandy, how you doing, girl? Great, great. Saying hello from the West Coast. Yes, and I bet you got some spectacular, great weather going on right now, don't you? We actually do. It's a beautiful day. Clear, clear day at the track. Well, for those of uh, my listeners that aren't really um, familiar with how the works in, in, in California, particularly in the northern coast of where you're at and where I grew up, is it's nice and kind of cool in the morning, a little foggy, and then about 10 o'clock the clouds go away and the fog goes away and you got a spectacular day the rest of the day, right? Absolutely. And you know what that's good for besides cars and racing? What's that good for? Wine grapes. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Well, yeah. Brandy, tell us a little bit about what's going on. we got the uh, Rolex, uh, the historic reunion coming up, yep. and, and I probably said that wrong, too. But anyway, so yeah. go ahead and correct me. That's, that's okay. It's the Rolex Monterey Motorsports Reunion. Okay. And we actually kick off 
the entire week or week plus of events with with our kickoff car show that's on Friday, August 9th. That's a really fun, family-friendly, free event in downtown Monterey. The cars stage at the track and drive down to Monterey. And then that Saturday and Sunday, we have what's called the pre-reunion. Some people may remember it as the prehistoric. And then we move right on into Thursday through Sunday, August 15th through the 18th, are the races for the Rolex Monterey Motorsports Reunion. Excellent. Now tell us about some of the highlights, you know, because every year they have like feature cars or there's a feature race or there's a, uh, a grand marshal, somebody very special, something very special going on. So what's going on this year? Absolutely. Well, this year we are helping celebrate IMSA's 50th anniversary. And one way we're doing that is we have Hurley Haywood, who, um, as your listeners may know, is a multiple winner of both Daytona and Le Mans 24-hour races. He is going to be our grand marshal this year, and we're really excited to have him on hand. He'll be um, doing Q&A sessions, autograph sessions, very visible. He's a great, great guy for that. And, um, yeah, we're just excited to be celebrating IMSA this year. Excellent, excellent. Now, give us kind of a rundown. How does it typically work? So, basically, racing starts on Friday, Saturday, and then the grand finale is on Sunday. But actually, there's testing tune on Wednesday and Thursdays, or Tuesday, um, uh, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday and Thursday, I guess. Uh, yes, practice, practice is and qualifying is usually happening on Thursday and Friday, and then major race day Saturday and Sunday. And of course, you know we've got. So many different classes. You can see cars that, you know, from not only the golden age of racing, but even before that, from the 30s and 40s. The uh, what would you say the uh, participant um, and participation is as far as how many cars actually show up at that particular event that actually actually race on the racetrack? So far, I think we have over 540. Wow, that have registered. That's a lot of cars. That's a lot. Yeah, of cars. yeah, yeah. It is, and. and um, one one exciting thing that we're adding to the lineup this year is we are going to have Mika Hakkinen, who is former Formula One champion. He will be doing demonstration laps in the, the 1970 McLaren M8B race car and, of course, also available for Q&A and autograph sessions. Interesting. Uh, is yeah, there a passenger seat in that M8? Because that's a pretty serious race car. That was a Can-Am car. Oh, there'd be a, there'd be a line longer than the, than the racetrack. <laughs> if there was. Well, you know, that's kind of interesting because uh, that would be an interesting interview because here's a Can-Am car, you know, uh, that was, and I don't even know if Mika Hockenham was born back then when that car was like uh, uh, the legendary king of uh, Can-Am racing, 70-71. So uh, that'd be an interesting contrast to talk to him about, you know, him driving a Formula One car and then driving this Can-Am car, which is, you know, what, close to 1,000 horsepower? Absolutely, absolutely. And we're so excited to have him back and, he was here a couple of years ago driving um, a, a vintage historic Formula One car. So, yeah, this will be a little bit different for him this year. Okay. Now, in the green area there, I forget what they call that, but, you know, like when you go across the bridge there and kind of like the island, is there any special functions going on there? Because I think that's where a lot of the vendors are. But usually they have a special uh, media uh, presentation going on with a well-known uh, legendary race car person. Well, actually, yes, across across the bridge uh, on the island, we have the Haggerty Marketplace where you're going to find all kinds of great vendors and things going on there for the fans. 
Um, we are actually moving the what we're calling the, the paddock stage. Um, it's actually near the, the central gate entrance or the pit entrance. And there, you're, that's where we're going to have all of our Q&A sessions. We're going to have pr- driver presentations, awards. So we're really trying to create a central focal, focal point that is uh, more in the paddock and not on the island so that everyone has access. Okay. Vendors. Tell us about some of the vendors are there. There's uh, just a variety of them. Anybody in particular? I mean, there's... I'll let you talk. <laughs> We've got we've got great vendors. We've got um, Haggerty coming out. Um, we have um, a lot of uh, food and uh, beverage. We're going to do have a really nice um, beer garden and wine tasting for some for some local wineries here as well, and um, lots of memorabilia, of course. So many fun things for people to go through. And, of course, we also have the Land Rover experience, which is, which is another exciting thing for, for fans to participate in. Okay, good. And then up on the hill where the corkscrew is, there's what? There's like a little uh, place to sit and watch and eat up there now, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The corkscrew is such a highlight of this racetrack. And, and that's one of, the, one of the things that I think reminds people about how how historic this racetrack is because it's a place where there really aren't grandstands. You're kind of sitting in the grass. There, there are places to get things, uh, food and beverage, so you can stay there all day. It's a nice hike up that hill, and you can really enjoy it. There are trees up there, so they're shade, and it is such an exciting place to watch the action as they're coming down through the corkscrew. That's the uh, the beauty of, of uh, Laguna Seca is the fact that, you, like you mentioned, you can sit anywhere uh, because it's like in a bowl, and you have yeah. almost a perfect vantage point from almost any place you sit there. That really is true. Whether you enjoy sitting in the stands or enjoying um, a picnic or enjoying sitting down with your family and friends, there are so many great vantage points here. Um, we also have some some new hospitality areas um, for people who want to have um, let's say a different type of elevated experience. We now offer that at turn three. We have a beautiful two-story, um, uh, more luxury hospitality all-glass structure. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Now, if there's uh, featured cars, you're talking about the you know in the paddock area there because I know in the past, like for example, for Rensport or something like that. They had a display. There's like these tents set up. So there's a display for, let's say, IMSA cars, hypothetically, or there might be a display for a certain mark uh, or mm-hmm. brand. And so uh, what, are, what would, what's the feature mark this year? Well, actually, um, the featured mark is IMSA. So okay. we're, we're stepping away from tradition for this year to honor that um, in, in the name of racing. And um, But one thing, I was just talking to some gentlemen today who are, are – focusing on bringing out the post-war cars from the 50s um, that are really the, the heritage of, of this race. Um, these cars were are the types of cars that were raced here at the very first uh, historic automobile races at the track in 1950. And that's what people are going to see as soon as they walk into the paddock. So it's going to be a beautiful display, very period-oriented, you're going to be taken back into time to see some of these very rare and precious vehicles. Wow. 
Good, good, good. And then, uh, I'm, I'm all about vintage cars. And, of course, it's the Rolex Historic mm-hmm. Motorsports Reunion. So, naturally, historic cars would be the, you know, the most talked about thing and the most... Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. You yourself have a little bit of connection there with uh, Laguna Seca because uh, you come from kind of a uh, little bit of a racing background. So tell us a little bit about that. We've got a few minutes left. Oh, great. Um, yes, I do. I grew up in Carmel Valley. And, in fact, uh, my family moved here in the mid-'70s because of Laguna Seca. My father is Ryan Falconer, who is still an engine builder, and um, especially at Laguna Seca, most notably in the 70s and 80s um, with the Can-Am cars. And all, actually all the way back to the, to the 60s. He was probably first here in 1965. Is he still building motors there for uh, 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 like uh, the, some of the newer cars, or is he doing a lot of stuff for the vintage car guys? Actually, he is doing a lot of custom work. Um, okay. People who want a custom car... Uh, he has a beautiful V12 engine, the Falconer V12. It's all his own design and making, and we're seeing that in a lot of custom vehicles that are that are being built. And um, that really is his passion now: is uh, creating something special for people who want something very different when they pop the hood. Okay. Um, now, during that Monterey Collector Car Week, I mean, Bruce Canepa, who's a friend of mine, he's up in Santa Cruz, but he has like an open house. And are there some other shops, including your dad's, would that be like an open house? So if some of the true car enthusiasts, racing nuts like myself would want to stop by and just kind of, you know, explore and share some stories, would that be possible? Well, uh, at this time, my uh, maybe not necessarily <laughs> at my dad's place because they did relocate to Arizona, but you oh. are absolutely right. So many places do welcome people um, to come in. There are so many local shops here that do work for the people who are racing. And you know this, this week has grown so much. It's not even a week anymore. It's about 12 days. And um, there are so many, so many ways for people to really get in touch with the cars, whether they're race cars, classic cars, um, or exotic new cars. So, um, yeah, there are so many opportunities for people to get up close and personal. Excellent. Now, we're um, going to have you now share with everybody how they can find out about Laguna Seca or the uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, right? Did I say it right that time? <laughs> you sure did. Absolutely. We invite everyone to, to come to our website, weathertechraceway.com, and there they will find scheduling information. They'll find ticketing information and also um, links so that people can understand what's going on the entire week. And um, we can, oh, oh, also, you know, please follow us on social media. We've got Instagram, Twitter. So if you want to know what's happening that day at the racetrack, there's going to be lots of posts to, to let everyone know what's going on. Excellent. And I will be there doing my own social media for Nostalgic Reading Cars and giving you guys uh, a f- great amount of exposure myself. So. Excellent. We, we look forward to having you here. Okay. Well, Brandy, I want to thank you very much. Again, I want to thank my special guest, Brandy Falconer. She is the Communications Manager for WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. And again, I uh, look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks and have a great time. Absolutely, Robert. We'll see you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
name is Piero Rivolta, personal Rivolta group, and uh, I love to listen to nostalgic radio and cars. Uh, we're trying to reach our guests right now, and they're out in sunny California having a great time on the Monterey coastline. So I think what I'm going to do is talk a little bit about the FLA car shows minute. Actually, the reason I'm going to say that is because if you want to find out where all the car shows are in the state of Florida, definitely check out flacarshows.com because what's going on in southern Florida, north Florida, east Florida, west Florida, all over Florida, especially in Orlando, uh, that's where FLA car shows is based, and they got a handle on all the stuff. So... That is that in a nutshell. But we're not going to be talking about some of the car shows in Florida because what we're doing is we're highlighting what's going on in the next couple of weeks in the Monterey Coast. And that is the Monterey Collector Car Week. And you hear me talking about these shows all the time, the four main shows, four main events you need to go to all year round. And uh, that would be Amelia Island, Scottsdale, Monterey Collector Car Week, and SEMA. And I think uh, Bobby just mentioned we got our other guests on the line right now. Do we have uh, Nicholas on the line? Nicholas is here. Okay, so it's time to welcome uh, Nicholson Berger. Uh, did I say Bergeron? Did I pronounce it, it right? It's Bergeron. Yeah. Bergeron. Okay, sorry about that, Nicholas. But anyway, so Not a problem. Nicholas Bergeron is the, uh, let's just say, the director of social media for a spectacular event that takes place out there. In Monterey, and that's called the Concorso Italiano. So if you really dig Italian cars and appreciate Italian design, some cars that are basically rolling artwork, that is the event to uh, attend. Right, uh, Nicholas? Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. So tell us a little bit about Concorso Italiano, and uh, you've got some very special cars there this year. We do. You know, Concorso Italiano was started back in, I believe, 1985, which is just a little bit younger than I am. Um, and it's basically the world's largest Italian car show. Uh, you know, we've been down in Monterey. We've had a couple of different locations, but uh, we're sticking with uh, Bayonet Black Horse this year. We even got a new part of the golf course that we're going to be on this year that makes it even better for our guests. A lot easier to see pretty much the whole show. Oh, really? Okay. So, in other words, like when you come up the, par- uh, the golf course there, and you, you, there's usually like a bowl on one side, and then there's like the, the little oh, berm right. on the other side. Yeah. So, how are they doing it this year? We have been we have been hard at work here uh, at Concorso. Basically, we're going to go over the backside. If, if you've ever parked in VIP parking uh, off the backside, the backside of the um, the clubhouse, right? We're going to be right down that hill, and it's going to be all all to be seen from pretty much any place. And we're we're re- redesigning the stage, and we'll be having we're, we're probably the only show in Monterey that has a uh, a live show going on throughout the whole event. Well, now, I'll tell you what, you're probably going to have one of the next best views to Pebble Beach, because if you're on the hill there on the backside, you got that spectacular view of the Monterey Coast, don't you? you? You know exactly why we moved there, exactly. A lot of people were talking about the fact that we were a little spread out, which is a good problem to have, because we've had so many cars uh, and so many people that have supported us over the years uh, that we've kind of found a way to make it work a little bit better, be able to see the whole event. Wow, wow, wow. Well, congratulations. That's great. So basically, you're still going to have the clubhouse up top, and then everything's going to be down the hill a little way. So that is beautiful. That's going to be a, just a, a spectacular setting, really. Yeah. Well, we're, we're really excited. Like I said, um, we just thought it would work a lot better with our guests and give, give the guests a lot more for the money they pay. So tell us about some of the special cars. There's one car there that I've been reading a lot about, and it's uh, the new De Tomaso. So tell us about that, because I can't wait to talk, uh, see yeah, that car. The De Tomaso P72, which will be making one of its first American de- or North American debuts at Concorso. Um, if you know about the De Tomaso brand, it hasn't been around for a long time. Uh, basically, they tried to re- 
revamped it in about 2009. It didn't work. Uh, it eventually got acquired by a Hong, a Hong Kong-based uh, <clears throat> ventures, and they also bought Gumpert Apollo, if you know that name. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Gumpert Apollo, uh, the, the new one, and I'm going to always screw up this name, the, uh, <laughs> the Gumpert Apollo Intenza Emotion, and it, it shares the same engine and platform with the new DiTomaso P72. Um, and we're really excited to have it. it. It made its world debut at the Goodwood Festival of Speed this year, blasting up the hill. Um, and it's a beautiful piece of machinery. It, you know, everything coming out of Italy, obviously, with Pagani and Lamborghini and Ferrari is gorgeous. But this is just bespoke handmade. So how is the car powered? I mean, what's the uh, the underpinnings of the car? That's, what's it based on? Do you know? That's the interesting thing. It, it's rear mid-engine, rear-wheel drive, but um, DiCamasso has not released uh, many of the specs yet. Oh, really? Uh, oh. And that's something that's coming. They're only going to make 72 worldwide, and not only are we going to have the DiCamasso P72, but we are going to also have the Gumpert Apollo Intenza well, alongside it. So you'll be able to see both cars. And the, the, the Apollo's been out a little bit longer. It, it's a crazy, crazy design. Interesting, interesting. Now, is the new De Tommaso, is that made in Italy? Do you know where it's, do you have, what, so you, I mean, other than the mechanical specs and stuff like that, so we don't know about the engine brakes, suspension, or anything like that, but do we know where the car's actually made? I do believe that, like I said, a lot of the press package we've received, you know, they, they came to us and said we'd like to present the car there, and we were more than happy. Okay. Um, but uh, as far as the press pack that I've gotten, I'm not quite sure where they're going to uh, produce uh, exactly in Italy, but I believe they are going to be produced in Italy. Obviously, they probably won't be having American-based V8s in the back anymore. Oh, that just broke my heart. Okay, so anyway, all right. You never know. You, I never, mean, you never know. That's, but, I mean, it's, it's with, with only 72 uh, units being produced, um, and I'm sure they're sold out by now. Oh, yeah. It's definitely something special. Okay, so what other cars are going to be there? Well, I mean, we're, we're definitely, this year we're celebrating 100 years of Zagato. Okay. We're, we're celebrating 70 years of Abarth. Okay. Um, 60 years of Di Tommaso. Okay. How, how, how convenient. Uh, we're, we're, we're working on the 50th anniversary of the, uh, the Ferrari Dino, which is actually on the cover of our of this year's poster. Okay. And we will have the actual Ferrari Dino that won the, the original Cannonball Run uh, that was driven by uh, Jack May at the uh, Heacock Pavilion at Congorso this year as well. The original Cannonball Run. Oh, wow. Now, that is, is that the white car, the white Dino? Correct. Oh, yeah. I think that car's out of Florida. I think. I believe it is. Like I said, a lot of times, you know, I, the, the cars make their way around or they're stored in different parts of the country, so you're never really sure where they're coming from. Okay. Uh, notable speakers and presenters and people like that who are going to be there, and uh, Grand Marshals? Well, I mean, so, you know, Concorso as a brand is really expanding, and we, for a second year in a row, on Wednesday, August 14th, we're doing our Connect to Cars, okay. which is a, a breakfast, a drive out to a winery, and during the breakfast, we will be doing a, a, a question and answer session with uh, the likes of uh, Mr. Barry McGuire and uh, Wayne Kawasaki from um, uh, Wayne. He, Coker Tire. Coker Tire. Right. But I forgot the name of what it is now, uh, the name of that. So, and then also uh, um, <clears throat> a couple other really good friends of mine, uh, Bruce Wanta from the Pacific Northwest, who owns the Mulholland Speedster, which has been labeled as the world's most beautiful roadster. Oh, wow. So is that car going to be on display? Um, I don't believe the Roadster has, was there last year. Um, okay. I don't know if, if, if Bruce is going to be bringing it down this year, but um, it will. It will be talking about it. We will have photos on 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 site. So 
we'll be starting with that. And as far as day of, um, we've got a few special guests that are coming in that, you know, I can't confirm or deny yet, but it's going to be, you know, like I said, we do our, our fashion show every year, which is a huge draw. Um, we're going to be doing some live uh, recordings with a company called Rain City Supercars, who's going to be taking people, uh, some of the guests that come and, and interviewing them live uh, by the stage. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. Now, because I, I do, I do want to mention too that our Connected Cars, uh, we've we partnered with Jacobs Heart Children's Cancer, and that's a, a whole uh, uh, charity uh, auction. So. Okay. Um, the uh, how many cars would you say roughly attend participate in your event? It's a number that, that, that gets away from me every year. I mean, Ferrari-wise, we probably have close to 150, if not 200. Total last year, I think we were around 600 cars because we introduced the global exotics area as well. That kind of, I mean, they're not Italian cars, but they are cars that are in the area that want to be displayed, and it kind of gives people uh, the breakup. Okay. Um, now, the other thing I noticed, too, last year, and, I, and, and odd that I didn't catch it the, the years that I was there before, but I noticed that you had other European marks there as well. So you had Porsche there, you had uh, um, Mercedes that was there, Jaguar was there, and a couple others. So there's basically, if those people want to participate that have other marks besides Italian marks, they can participate as well, right? Yes, that's correct. That's like I was just thinking about, it's called our Global Exotic. Okay. And, and part of that, it just kind of gives people who, you know, well, truthfully, it's the best parking on the field uh, <laughs> you know, in the event. But uh, we are we are very you know uh, exclusive about the cars that get in there, um, and we you know we want to create. We don't want to draw away from our Italian cars. Obviously, you mm-hmm. know we, we our, our huge marks of Lamborghini, you know Di Tommaso, uh, Ferrari, you know Fiat, all of that Alpha. They're, they're huge supporters of ours, and so we just felt like there was a need to sort of display some cars that necessarily weren't Italian brands. Okay. Um, vendors. How many vendors show up there? Because I know this is, uh, like, last week, last year, actually, I met Steve Celine there. He was uh, introducing his new car, but there's uh, vendors there that sell shirts, that sell um, parts, accessories, there's people that sell paintings, there's people that sell books, there's people that sell posters, all kinds of stuff, right? Absolutely. Some of our, our major sponsors, obviously, Fiat will be there, Pirelli Tires, Meguiar's, uh, Mattioli Family, and a Ferrari dealership, Super Performance, Tubi Exhaust, uh, Peacock Electric Car Insurance. Uh, this, uh, I do believe Celine will be joining us again this year as well. Okay. So that, they, they will be there. All right, cool. So uh, i got to ask you, do you have an Italian car? You know, I do. I've got a 2015 Maserati Ghibli that uh, I just love. And okay. then my other, my other fun car is the 1959 Triumph TR3. Oh, so you went to the British side. Well, I didn't go to the British side. My grandfather brought, bought it almost brand new in 1960 for $1,000. So it stayed in the family. And, and uh, the closest it's gotten to Italians is the fact that uh, the restoration shop in Post Falls, Idaho, that, that uh, used to be owned by Phil Hill, uh, the race car driver. So. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Maybe they, that shop's even won Pebble uh, with a, a Packard many, many, many years ago. Okay. Well, good. So then you have a kind of an eclectic collection uh, or background with uh, European cars then. Oh, yeah, but, you know, goes fast, goes slow, you know, smokes and burns oil. I love it. <laughs> burns oil. Okay, and don't forget, they leak. They leak. The little spots on oh, the yeah. floor. As, as, as a British car owner, I mean, I, I pull up to the gas station, I check the gas and fill the oil all the time. So. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like uh, you don't do uh, gasoline changes. You do oil, I mean, uh, oil changes. You do uh, 
it's kind of like yeah gasoline exactly right 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 um absolutely so tell us a little bit about your background we got a few minutes yet we're uh, trying to locate our other guests and as soon as we get him on the line so we figure well let's just uh casually talk about uh about you a little bit and your background yeah so um, I have worked with Concorso probably now for almost nine years. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but Concorso Italiano is based out of the uh, Seattle area, Seattle, okay. Washington. So we're kind of a, a small family up here. And I, I came on board as uh, part of the marketing team and sort of with, with Concorso, like I said, we're a small family. So we kind of do it all. And I, I took on the social media role um, and enjoyed that. And I'm, uh, you'll, if you've been to Concorso, you'll know who I am because every year I, I show up in my wild colored suit so people can find me. <laughs> and we can do, you know, we can do social media events. I uh, I run, I think I mentioned this to you earlier, I run a, a, a company called Rain City Supercars, which is a, a, a Northwest-based podcast. In fact, we, Rain City Supercars will be partnering with Concorso this year, and we will be doing, I will be, and my business partner will be interviewing uh, Bruce, Bruce uh, sorry, Barry McGuire and uh, Mr. Kawasaki and Bruce Wanta and all that on Connect to Cars. So I mean, I'm, I'm as involved as I can get. In fact, I even run a show up here in the Pacific Northwest on Saturdays called Exotics at Redmond Town Center. Okay. Now tell us yeah. about tell us about the podcast. How'd that come about for you? It came out as a complete accident. Um, you know, we were we, we after our shows up here, we'd go sit and have lunch, and people, uh, you know, my business partner Dan and I were sitting there kind of talking, and we would kind of command the room, and somebody goes, "Boy, you should, you should." You should record these. And I thought, well, I don't even like podcasts, let alone listening to my own voice. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> and so um, we're, we're almost 100 episodes in now. Um, we just partnered uh, about almost a year ago with a company called Drivers Club, which is a private uh, car storage place here in Redmond, Washington. And everybody knows Redmond because that's the heart, the heart of Microsoft. But um, it, uh, we record there once a week. And we've had some wonderful, wonderful guests on. In fact, Bruce Wanta was a guest of ours not too long ago. And we, um, because of where we are, I've, I've had the opportunity to interview, you know, the CEOs of like Turn 10 Motorsports who make Forza and, you know, the, the heads of, of Halo, the Halo brands and things like that who are all huge car people. Everybody assumes it rains so much here. Nobody has cars. But we have we've set some records up here in the Pacific Northwest. In fact, that, that Ferrari that sold last year broke the world record was from the Seattle area. Uh, which not the 250 GTO was it? Correct. Yeah, the, the one that Mr. McNeil bought. Um, I'm not sure. I, I believe, I'm not sure who bought it, but like I said, it was the it was the rebodied uh, 250 GTO. Oh, it that's the one that sold at Bonhams. Yes, at Bonhams last year. Okay, yeah, that sold for like uh close to 40 million. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is which is about 39 million. Uh, and a lot more than I have. So. <laughs> well, now you just said you're a millionaire. On uh, air. Oh, yeah, well, no, I, uh, okay, then uh, 39,990,000, yeah, whatever, I got a couple of <laughs> Remember, I, I drive a British car, so it, it, all the money goes to that. Oh, that's exactly right. Well, you know, okay, so, well, anyway, so how did you get in, so tell us, about, so the podcast happened out of, like, uh, you just tried it. Uh, and out, it of pure, out, of, out of just pure fun, and, you know, we... We've been lucky enough to, to, to link up with sponsors such as Haggerty and uh, Rainier Beer, uh, which was important to me. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, and you're on. You're on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, it, and it, it's just something that we, you know, we enjoy. It, it, it's a fun thing. We don't have a, a script. Like it, It's funny because when we were interviewing people and we're getting ready for this year's event, I was talking to a lot of the PR people for the people that we're going to be interviewing, and they're going, well, what are the questions? And I'm going, I don't know. I, I, when I... When I come up with the question, I'll ask the question. And that's <laughs> kind of the way we've always done it. 
which scares some people, but it, it tends to take the show in a different direction. Well, now it's interesting that you mentioned that because I had Denise McCluggage on my show way, 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 way back when, and she asked me a similar question, and I said, and as the conversation went on, after the show, she says, your show's kind of good, and it's kind of interesting, and you kind of do a very well, a very good job with it because it's more of a conversation-type interview, so there's no pressure. It could go wherever it wants to go. I mean, you have a, you know, a few questions, you know. You have, some, you, have, you have an idea of what you want to talk about, but what's interesting is when it's kind of like potluck and it goes in a, in a different direction, an off-tangent, it makes it interesting because it's spontaneous and it's real. You know, yeah. and it's an honest show, and that's good. It's not like it's scripted, and, 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 and it's emotional. People like that. And I think people notice that, and I think you get, like you said, a more real answer. Let me ask you this. So if people want to find your podcast, and I was curious. See, we're, we're live radio, so I'm WTM. We're, we're right here, AM 1340 and 106.1 and all this other good stuff that we have here. Sure. So we're really easy to find. But on a podcast, I've often wondered... How difficult is it for people to find you? I mean, it, you know, you're on the internet, and it's like uh, it's vast. It's vast. So, what uh, what do you do to market? How do you reach people? Well, I mean, we it's a lot of word of mouth. It's a lot of our guests and things like that. We we typically, you know, you can find us at RainCitySupercars.com, and everything is linked to that. And today's day and age, you know, with a podcast, you are on Spotify, you're on iTunes, you're on every single platform that will take you pretty much okay. um, that, that doesn't want to, that doesn't want to charge. I mean, a lot of it is done through social media. We have an incredible media team behind us that does photos um, for, for our, our uh, other podcasts. In fact, we just got done interviewing a Florida native, uh, Mr. Cliff Averill, who used to play for the Seahawks up here and he's retired now and he's a big car guy. And so because of that and, and some of the social media of our guests will be passed along. Um, it, it kind of, it gets to people. And if you're a car person, and, and I'm learning this too, is you go out there and you search for these things. You know, if you have a love for something, somebody's doing a podcast about it. Somebody will give you their opinion, you know. And being that it's free, it, it sometimes gets uh, shoved down your throat. But it's an opinion. So. <laughs> okay. How long is your podcast? How long is your show? We only we only we keep it to about an hour. Okay, that's good. Because um, we, we look at it as especially around here, that's about how long it takes somebody to get to work, and so we don't want to push it longer than that. Okay. Now, is it on uh, satellite at all, by any chance? On what? Is it on satellite at all? Satellite radio? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, don't we, they? Because somebody told me once that there's uh, podcasts. They're 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 working on something where you can actually pick up podcasts. Uh, Via so you can get it in your car basically so like via satellite but technology. Oh, yeah. So basically, we, we, most of the time we have explored that. I mean, and it's an option for the future. But we uh, we basically go. I mean, if you if you have an iPhone and you you know through iTunes or Spotify and any of those apps, you can okay. it, they will it'll stream through that. Yeah. Okay. So what's yeah. your what's your background? Um, as funny as it is, my background is in finance and insurance. Uh, I my day job is I, I work with my father, who's a certified financial planner, okay. and I've done the compliance and the risk management for that for years. And I've always joked with people that well, the stress of that job causes me to want to cook and work on my car. So that's what I do. Oh, so yeah. you have another hobby. It's called cooking? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, cooking for one right now, but uh, still cooking, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, let me guess. Are you uh, uh, cooking a lot of Italian food? You know, I do. I do. I mean, I, I, I burn a lot of Italian food, too, because I'm one of those people that goes to a restaurant and tries to figure out what exactly is in it, and then I, you know, 
screw it up for a while until I find a recipe. Well, that's called experimenting. It's not called screwing it up. It's called experimenting. Oh, no, well, there's a lot of fire alarms right now. I, mean, <laughs> I know how to cook. It's just, you know, uh, you tend to get distracted. So. I got you. I got you. Okay. <laughs> Well, cool. Okay, so now, uh, how am I going to identify you now? You'll be wandering around the field, and you're going to be dressed uh, in brilliant colors? It's, oh, yes, absolutely. Brilliant colors, as always. It's a different suit every year. I'm not hard to find. I'm the only person that looks like they were released from a mental institution and then went right to Joanne Fabrics, so that's the best way to describe it. So. Okay, okay. Is there a hat that goes along with the costume or the attire? Uh, you know, the I, wish there, attire? I wish there was, but I, I was born with such a large cranial dome, I can't find hats. So it's, uh, just I'll just comb my hair and look pretty. <laughs> okay. What color is your car? Uh, the, the Maserati is blue, and the, the Triumph is, of course, British Racing Green. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, it was certainly a pleasure to talk to you. Real quick, one more yeah. time. Go ahead and tell everybody how they can find out about Concorso real quick, and, uh, and we'll let you go. So uh, tickets can be found at Concorso.com. All the event information is there for, for the day of event and Connect to Cars. You can find us on Instagram, at Concorso Italiano, one word. And you can find us on uh, Facebook at Concorso Italiano page. How about that? Well, Nicholas Bergeron, did I pronounce it right that time? Absolutely correct. You did. Yeah. I want to thank you very much for hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Look forward to uh, meeting you, and uh, I'll have you spot me for a beer when we get out there to uh, Concorso. Absolutely. Glad to do it. All right. Thank you. Bye. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Bobby, I think what we're going to do, since we're uh, actually on schedule, I think we should go ahead and fire up that turntable again. Let's go ahead and get our next guest on for the... Uh... Oh, there we go. Well, now, the reason we're playing a little uh, Good, Bad, and the Ugly is because our next special guest was in law enforcement. Very special guy. Okay, looking forward to having him. We're going to be talking about the Carmel Mission Classic. Now, if you know the movie Good, Bad, and the Ugly, there's a correlation there. So, guys, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. You're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
maybe owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Hi, I'm Barry McGuire, host of Car Crazy Television, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to introduce our uh, next guest on the uh, air here. I'm delighted to welcome the chairman of the Carmel Mission Classic, which is one of my favorite shows during the Monterey Collector Car Week, and that is Frank DiPaolo. Frank, how you doing, buddy? Hey, it's all good. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. So tell us a little bit about the Carmel Classic. Carmel okay, Mission Car- Classic, excuse me. Carmel Mission Classic uh, is held during Car Week at the Carmel Mission. Carmel Mission is a 250-year-old mission where St. Juniper Sarah is buried. Uh, the bishop does a blessing, and we have seven wineries pouring wine. Something for the body, something for the soul. Probably one of the most unique car shows in the world. Like I always tell people, when was the last time you went to a car show at a 250-year-old mission where St. is buried? You know, probably, it also serves beer and wine. Probably never. Unique show. Um, we give all our money to charity. It's put on by the Knights of Columbus. Uh, the website is carmelmissionclassic.org. And we have really quite a unique blend of cars from, you know, early 30s, a couple of vintage racers, to uh, Corvettes, Ferraris, and model muscle cars. We even have a, a dragster this year. So oh. something for everybody. Who is the, uh, now every year you have kind of like a, a feature car, but you also have like a kind of a Grand Marshal. So who's the feature, what's the feature car and who's well, the Grand Marshal? Well, we have uh, John D'Agostino, the great custom car guru, and he's bringing a, a customized Packard, I believe, called the Rita Hayworth Special. Mm. Then the San Francisco Academy of Art Museum is bringing a 1933 uh, Le, uh, Chrysler LeBaron, Chrysler Imperial, a body by LeBaron. And then we have the Automobile Driving Museum of Los Angeles bringing a uh, Stutz Monaco, one of only three. So, again, those are probably two of our featured cars. And we have a, uh, a 500K Mercedes coming from a gentleman in Texas. So those are probably our three main featured cars with a variety of others to complement those. And then you also have an artist, a well-known artist that does uh, a special painting for you guys, a poster. And uh, who's that going to be this year? Yeah, that's Ed Greco. Okay. He's our artist illustrator. He always does a poster or a painting uh, with a monk, with a mission. So he combines a, a little bit of the past uh, to highlight kind of the mission with a with a car. So his paintings are very interesting. So again, it brings another unique aspect to this car show because it's a, an automotive art show. You one might say as well. So that's what's going on. we got a minute left here. So that's what goes on on the inside. On the outside, you also have another car show going on, don't you? Well, we usually put car club displays on the outside of the mission as well. This year we have uh, one of the local Corvette clubs putting in about 10 unique Corvettes on the outside. And then we'll have an old Carmel police car, a 51 Chevy, an old fire truck, uh, not an unrestored old fire truck. I believe it was from the Midwest someplace that the gentleman is bringing so uh we'll you know have a variety of cars on the outside as well for people to uh look at and enjoy while they're getting ready to uh enter the show 
Excellent, excellent. Okay, so one more time, Frank. Go ahead and get out, give out the information so people can find out about the Carmel Mission Classic. Okay, well, the website is www.carmelmissionclassic.org, uh, run by the Knights of Columbus. All charities go to the Carmel Mission and Knights of Columbus. In fact, our charities, our money from this show goes, goes all over the world, from an orphanage in the Philippines to a church, Catholic church in Nigeria. Uh, we give out 200 coats for kids to the farm workers in Salinas Valley. So the money, the money gets spread all over very well. And it's just an interesting day. And unlike most car shows that are held in a parking lot or a golf course, this is a historic mission. You also get tours of the mission and the museum as well. Super. Well, Frank, thank you very much for coming on uh, Nostalgia Green Cars. And we're going to have to get you on again because I'm going to talk about your book, A Cop Story, which I can find at acopstory.com. In the meantime, right. uh, I'll uh, look forward to seeing you here in a couple of weeks. How about that? Okay, sounds good, my friend. Have a safe trip, and to all of you folks that are traveling, God bless and safe journey. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, guys, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio Cars. This is uh, round one of our little special that we're doing on the Carmel, actually, I should say, the Monterey Collector Car Week. We'll have some more guests for you next week. We'll be talking about some of the other events that are going on. In the meantime, I want to see some of you guys, uh, some of the car shows. Don't forget to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Uh, definitely where you can find out all about us. Don't forget to uh, tell your friends to tune in here every Tuesday night for the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports. And I want you guys to stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. Telling tales out of school, but there's a feller in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. It broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen.